Hello everybody, welcome to the A to Z podcast and for you guys we have Message Monday mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know, my name's Alex and I'm Zach and this this week was, I'm be honest, this week was a little rough for me dude. Um, I was awake for the message but these overnight shifts are kind of getting to me. Oh. That's a rut row, huh? So I, I listened to the message, but I was I was fading in and out. <laughs> Dude, that's valid, man. I'm glad that you at least listened to it. Yeah. Can everyone say the same? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. But what, what we're – it was kind of – he kind of ventured off what the main topic was for the sermon, yeah? Would you agree? How would you feel about it? I would 100% agree. Um, honestly, I have no idea where my notes are. I don't have to go off of memory from this. But I remember really liking it. I liked a lot of what Trav talked about. Yeah. And um, I thought he... Here's the thing. I thought he was asking the right questions. Agreed. And because I don't have my notes, I'm going to butcher some of them a little bit. I'm, it's going to be a little bit more paraphrasing. But I thought he really went into um, asking the hard questions. That's like, hey, like, this isn't what you want to be asked necessarily, but it's what needs to be asked. Yes. And I think because of that, more people weren't as receptive yeah. to it. it. Or at least the, in my opinion, I think. Um, but... It just, he opened up the potential to really dive deep, no pun intended, into... Wrong day, wrong day. Yeah, uh, really dive deep into stuff that, if you haven't been thinking about it, start now. Yes. Um, yeah. And and so the, the first one, and I'll say the main one, the main one that he really went over that I'm still thinking about is in so many words um this is how i received it mm-hmm. what is keeping you from living your best life yes and there's other ways i've thought about it but that's one of the things that he may have not said it directly but i just remember going away from that and thinking like man like what is keeping me from the life I want to live? Yes. And I thought that was a really, really big one. And honestly, I thought back to it. And what I realized for me is like as I get older, I realize more things. I mean, you obviously get older and become more wise. Well, most of us. Most of us, yes. <laughs> but the biggest thing I realized was there's usually never anything realistically holding you back uh-huh for me there's only two things i feel people that hold people back is one excuses mm-hmm. and two overthinking and i mean this isn't a motivational page or anything like that but those like those are really the two things that are holding you back yes and that's with literally anything uh-huh. with dating oh i don't know if that person likes me well, yep. duh, ask them and you'll find out. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if I could get that job. Mm, 
will interview and you'll find out. Yeah. And those those are the biggest reasons people for me I feel like is that those are the biggest reasons people are not where they want to be. Mhm. And those play into like other stuff like being lazy. Yes. Because you make excuses. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. So then you just delay it and then you just never end up doing it. Yeah. Or I can't do like I can't do 10 push-ups. So I'm not going to even try. Mm-hmm. And those those are the two things that I feel like f- for me when I heard this was why most people are not where they're at. Because you see, you see stories all the time. People with no legs running races that are faster than people with legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people with, I mean, I, I forget the guy's name, but he had, he literally has no arms or legs mm-hmm. and he's still a motivational speaker. He's still uh, out there living his life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So to say that there's something in your way for me, when I listened to the sermon made me realize I am lying to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So th- th- that you bring that up. That's kind of what I got out of that. Yeah. Which, a follow-up question I think is worth asking is, how much a part do you think motivation plays in you getting to where you want to be? Everyone wants to be somewhere, Mm -hmm. and there's goals involved in that and and progression. So no matter what it is, that'll always be true. Yeah. What do you think in the sense is, the significance of motivation in getting there. Oh, yeah. Uh, motivation, especially for me, has a big thing. And with motivation will make you go above and beyond. I feel if, like you, if you have it. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. And with the, I feel like there's two different kinds of motivations. It's like I really love this and I can't stop doing this. Uh, like... Football, for example. I really like playing football, and I want to be as good as I can because I love doing it. Yeah. And then there's kind of that – I don't want to say force motivation, but kind of that push motivation where it's it's like I know I'm not going to like this. Mm-hmm. But in order to be where I want to be, I need to get through this. Yeah. Like I – for example, if you're going to school – I want to be CEO of Apple. You have to go Excuse to school. Me? Yeah, well, yeah, sorry. Excuse news, me. News are out. News is out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to go to school, first off, for that. And then second off, you, you need to find a way to pay for it. Yes, pay in bills. Yes. And if that's working at McDonald's, like I need to do this in order to go where I want yeah, to go. Yeah, which McDonald's is a respectable job for the record. Ah, yeah. He's a good kid. He's <laughs> <laughs> a good kid. But if you're starting at McDonald's, you're not, not, you're not starting at the bottom. I, <laughs> I want to affirm in that in you right now because it is an amazing what, job. Like Burger King? Is Burger King worse? Burger King is probably lower for Whoa. sure. <laughs> Burger King, if you're listening to this, we will still take sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take any sponsorship. <laughs> Um, um, so, so I would, I would 100% agree that if you don't have motivation, then you are pretty much screwed. I, I, I don't even think there's any other way of saying it. Of like, oh, like maybe you'll do. It's like I honestly think you're pretty much screwed if you have no motivation for it. Agreed. Um, now, my 
the question I've really been thinking about is, can you have motivation for something that you don't want to do? I think you can. Because I, I don't know. And that's, on it, that's, that's been the biggest question I've been asking since the message. Not that Trav asked that directly, but I've kind of like, I've branched out from his message. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of stuck there. Yes. To be honest with you. Yeah. And I feel like there has to, with that motivation, there has to be an external source. Does that make sense? Okay. Continue. The biggest example is your significant other. Yes. There's, I mean, I feel like that's motivation enough. Okay. Uh, another one I can think of is, I mean, Christianity in general. Mm-hmm. Now, people are in Christianity for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that external motivation, one of the reasons is to go to heaven. And I feel like there are, uh, I would say there are a lot of those Christians Mm-hmm. that go to church so they're okay in the next world. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but there is a good chunk of those that they wake up, they force themselves to wake up in the morning, go to church, listen to the message, pray, because they want to be assured that I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not everybody, but that's one of the bigger, biggest ones too. Yeah. Uh, family is another one also. Mm-hmm. And those are all... I would say those are all otherly things. Like you do those because you want to make them happy. You want to satisfy them. You want to make sure they're not sad. You want to make sure they're not hungry. St- stuff like that. Yeah. Not you're going to get money out of it or you're not going to get a job out of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for that, those uh, those are just some examples that mm-hmm. I can think of. Yeah. That. So you think there needs to be a third party when, it's, when it comes to things that you don't want to do to get motivated to just to clear up the the fog if you want to get motivated with something you don't want to do and let's just say you hate it mm-hmm. let's go beyond that is it necessary in your opinion to have someone else or someone something other than your self motivation i would say for the most part yes that they're there needs to be that boost. Well, because first off, you don't want to do it. Yes. And I mean, I'm not going to say you, you shouldn't do things you don't want to do, but it's going to be less. I think there's a lot of things that we should be doing that we don't want to. Yeah. There's going to be that less motivation there. Mm-hmm. Work, I mean, working out's a big one. Like That's a very relevant one. They people. There are some people that are just like, I just enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that work out because... They want to look good or yeah. they find validation in it because they think the girl they are they're crushing on is going to like them more mm-hmm. or they like showing off or just stuff like that. Yeah. Where if like if you take girls out and it's you're going to see significantly less people working out if it's just for the sake of working out. Like yes. if everybody like if that didn't matter to anybody, mm-hmm. like nobody cared what your body look like if you had a six pack if you had muscles if you're strong stuff like that yes there would be significantly less people working out mm-hmm. and there would just be those people that are like oh, i just like working out which there are those people yeah now all of that said i think that's a great point to bring up mm-hmm. this is something that this is kind of where i've landed with the motivation i think if you're doing something 
that you don't want to do. Let's say you hate it. So let's say I hate working out, but I want to look good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start going to the gym, and I'm going to look to other things for motivation. Yeah. So people are going to motivate me. Um, I'm going to watch inspirational videos, yada, yada, yada. Yes. Okay? In my opinion, unless you don't make the transition to self-motivation slash um, enjoying, enjoying the craft, you will not last. Yeah. Long term. And, and when you think long term, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I could go a year. I mean, like, make it a lifestyle. Yes. I'm, I'm talking about long term in a lifestyle yes. perspective. If you want to make something a lifestyle, you can't have anyone else motivate you yes for a long-term perspective yeah that's that's, and and that is why i am since the message been thinking like how to make that transition because i don't think you can be motivated to do something you hate Mm -hmm. without um eventually transitioning now i don't know how long you can go sometimes you can go longer sometimes you go shorter but at some point you're gonna have to make the change yeah or else you will stop You'll well, quit. The, yeah there's gonna be a break and i've been there i've been there many times where i've done something i don't enjoy and i've been motivated at the beginning because of other things and that's great i think yeah. that's great i think i think that's a great way of doing something you don't like but you need to figure out how can i make this something that i enjoy mm-hmm. not that it isn't work okay for me the gym when i'm working out i have a a, a sense of enjoyment in there yeah. and for some people it's addicting some people are addicted to working out yeah. and i can see how they get addicted to that yeah. there are some traits where like oh like it, it hurts physically so yes there is that mm-hmm. but there's an aspect that's very very fulfilling yeah um, and to some degree therapeutic. So so you need to find that in anything you're starting. Yes. And I think those are the questions you need to ask is not, oh, can I get motivated to do something? Yeah. So Trav said the message. What is keeping you from who you want to be? Answer that question first. And I've, been, I've had a couple uh, answers myself of like, okay, I want to be – uh, a person that does this, this, and this. And I, I kind of made like a, a three-bullet point thing for myself. And then you need to ask the question is, if I start working towards it, how am I going to eventually love to do it? Mm-hmm. And maybe love is a little powerful, but how am I going to make the transition to enjoy it and be fulfilled by it. Because if you don't like it, it's not going to fulfill you. Well, I mean, love, I would say love is a a good word to use because that's where you see most, that's where you see the best mm-hmm. out of people. Yeah. Like some of the greats were were great because they loved doing it. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Jordan loved playing basketball. Yeah. Kobe loved playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And not even just playing basketball, but loved the whole uh, kind of the whole trans not transition but the whole process of basketball yeah where they enjoyed waking up early 
mm-hmm. and getting those shots in and running and making sure they had enough stamina to last 48 minutes in a game mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have to be taken out. Yeah. They love that. So I uh, love is, I mean, enjoy, I would say yes. Enjoy, mm-hmm. it, you have to at least enjoy it. Yeah. And if you find something you truly love, that's where you really see the best out of people because that's when it's, I don't have to ask you to do it. You've done it already. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to do it because you love it that much. Yeah. And to even piggyback off of that, I think a, a goal of mine at least when it comes to thing, things like that, let's say running, mm-hmm. when I get to the point of where I'm inspiring others mm-hmm. in that area, it becomes self-motivation. Yes. I'm not relying on others to be motivated. The tables have turned. If I've gotten to the point where I'm motivating people mm-hmm. because of what I've a- accomplished or what I've done, yeah. To some, not that that's the only thing you need, but to some degree, that's the point for me where it's like that's motivating myself. Yeah, I'm benefiting people because of how I do this craft. Yes, and I th- honestly, in my opinion, when it, especially with sports, if you're at that point, I think that's a huge reason why people continue to be motivated because they're like, there's people relying on me, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a little um, too big of a word. Because maybe they're not relying on you, but it's like there's there's people that are looking to you. Yeah, they look they look up to me. Yeah, and that I mean there is some there's a double edged sword to that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I would love to be I would love to be at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's it's just a it's a hard question to figure out. How to get there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and that's that's where you see the uh, the gap between people. People that yeah. look like they have it figured out and people are like, I don't know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing is once you, once you find, first off, once you find what you want to do mm-hmm. and then m- make a plan or find out how to get to there, Yeah. then, I mean, I'm not saying it's smooth sailing, but it's immensely easier than being like, I don't know what I like. I want to do. Yeah. Well, and let me just look around or, or try to find out. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing I would add. From my personal experience, most things that you start are not going to start with you enjoying them. Now, mm-hmm. in the end, that's where you want to be. But for many things in my life that I now enjoy and love doing and yeah. am self-motivated to do did not start that way. So let me um, let me give you an example with me and Tori. There's, oh. a lot of, there's a lot of things that I have chosen to love Tori in. Yes. Not because I love doing it. Trust me. I mean, there's a lot of things I hate doing for Tori. And that sounds a little raw, but I mean, in a relationship, that's the way it is. Speak your truth, man. I after, mean, everybody's after, thinking it. After you're, after you're out of that honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. you're going to find things that you don't like about them. Yeah. They're going to ask you to do things that you don't want to do and everything above. So uh, did you find that out after the honeymoon phase? You're like, I don't like this, but she still motivates me to do it. Or, I mean, what, what I guess, how did you f- find it out? Well, I, I think that's a good question because finding out was 
not the hardest thing, but it was it was hard to 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 kind of get to that because in the beginning, let me let me give you a very practical example. Mm-hmm. Okay, I before I met Tori, did not like taking out the trash. <laughs> it's super practical. Yeah, um, it's something I did at my house. I, you know, I, I it, who who likes taking out the trash? You know, let's <laughs> let's true. be honest. That's true. Fresh, little fresh air, maybe. When I when I met Tori, I also figured out she hates taking out the trash. So at her house, she also did that. Yeah. Um, that was like one of her quote-unquote chores, you know, when we first started dating. Yes. And there was a point in our relationship. Now, this isn't something super deep, you know, obviously taking out the trash. But even on a practical level, there was a point in our relationship where, where I had the opportunity to love her by taking out the trash yeah. for her. And at first, I didn't want to do it. But because I pressed into it and didn't even like doing it in the mm-hmm. beginning, I still did it. I was motivated because um, of, I mean, we were dating. I wanted to be nice, yada, yada. You know, what flex. We'll get a little brownie points. Yeah. I respect. All that stuff. Through time, mm-hmm. I have learned to love doing that for Tori. Yeah. It is, bec- is, it is transitioned from... Uh, choosing to love to wanting to love her yes and i mean would you say it's almost a gut feeling that you because with some people it's like i don't really want to do this and it will stay like that like i don't i I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. but in your mind you were like i i want to do this for her Mm -hmm. so when i say it's almost a gut feeling it's like in there like it's almost second nature for you like i just like i'm gonna do it because i love her well, I, I think it has to start that way. It has to start as a gut feeling where you're like, hey, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I hate doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you're at. If you're not the place where you are self-motivated to do it, you need to make an internal decision to say yes, whether that be your gut or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and hope in the long term this will turn into something that I want to do. Yes. You know? And that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always turn into something you want. And it's like, well, why try if you don't know if it's going to happen? Well, I think that's that's the thing, you know? Not everything you do will turn into self-motivation. Yeah. And I don't know the equation to make that happen. That's yes. what I'm still trying to figure out. It has. It has in the, in the past. It's easier when it comes to people to people that you love when they're in the equation. You know, it's a lot easier for me to start doing things for Tori that I will eventually love yeah. because I love her. You know, I I want to please Tori. Mm-hmm. When when Tori's happy, I am genuinely happy. Yes. You know, that brings me joy when she's happy. Yeah. So so if you can make that first step not knowing how it's going to turn out, that, that's the most important one. Yeah, dude. And that is, I would say, the biggest piece of advice you could give somebody is most people think they need to be prepared for it. You, mm-hmm. That first step is all you need. Like once you have a first step in for anything, a job, school, a girlfriend – I mean, just any stuff. Yeah. That's when you f- that's when you start formulating, mm-hmm. because 
I mean, think about it. In high school, when you start high school, you start as a – there's just so much variety ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, I'll take these classes. And then I have an extracurricular. Let me take Spanish. And then I have a science. I'll take biology. And that's where, like, those uh, – people don't realize, but those are first steps. Mm-hmm. Like, you find out, hey, math sucks. Yeah. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. And, but once I have the choice, I know I don't want to do math. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that people need to realize is because once you start finding out what you don't want to do, yeah. It becomes so much easier knowing what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's like having to find something out of 100 rather than try to find something out of 10. Yeah. So much easier with just 10 things you have to find out mm-hmm. rather than 100. And that's the thing that people stutter with is I I don't have a plan or I don't know where to start or I don't know what to do. It's like, well try this like try boxing i don't know maybe you'll be a really good boxer mm-hmm. and if it just so happens that you really love boxing then like congrats that's the first yeah but you shouldn't be discouraged mm-hmm. with finding out you don't like that mm-hmm. because that's ultimately helping you or that's giving you a step closer to finding what you really truly do love yeah and and i, I this is what i would add on to that you're gonna go into things figuring out stuff so let's use boxing you go into boxing figure out hey is something that i'm gonna learn to love or i hate Mm -hmm. what you need to work on which will work for everything is your discernment because sometimes when you are saying man i really am not motivated and i and i don't want to box Mm -hmm. Maybe the reality is, hey, that's something you should be stepping into. Maybe that's something that is going to be good for you. Yeah. So you should continue to say yes. Yeah. In the midst of you continue to decline and, and, and liking it less and less. Don't give up on anything that you just don't like. Yeah. And I think discernment is what's going to help you the most in that, is figuring out... How to discern, is this something I should be pressing more into? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that's like, it doesn't matter. It, it honestly is not going to either benefit me or um, take me back. You know, put me, yeah. um, set me back. Yeah. So then let me ask you this. How do you, I feel like for me the biggest thing I struggle with is how, how do you know when to cut it off? Or when to, like when you know it's like, all right, this, this doesn't help. Like, is, do you just know sometimes? or For me personally, no, I'm not a saint. No, by no any I, means. I get you, I get you. But in my eyes, and what I've learned, is the best way to get that, what we're saying, in, in discernment, mm-hmm. is to the best of your ability, align yourself with God. Because if if your heart is aligned with Him, then you're going to want the same stuff He does. Yeah. Spoiler alert, God knows exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And spoiler alert, he knows who you're meant to be. Yeah. You know, who you're supposed to become. Yeah. That person you want to become, that God wants for you, he knows how to get there. He knows all of the the routes to take. And in my opinion, 
the best way to figure that out, that blueprint and have that discernment, Mm -hmm. is to align yourself with him. Yeah. And that's, you're going to do that through a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, you know, the, the easiest thing is reading the Bible. No, I shouldn't say the easiest. The most effective. Okay. In my opinion, the most effective way of doing that is reading the Bible. And you know what the reality is, man? Talk I about. say that so much. And I've heard that so much. To some degree, it's gotten numb. And the people hearing this are like, okay, Zach, thanks. Like, we have now reached the most obvious mm-hmm. and, um, like, scapegoat answer ever. Hey, just pray. Just read the Bible. You know? Those are, I mean, those are the two biggest things everybody says. Every Christian says. Yeah. And in, in the past month, for me personally, I'm, I'm talking personally, mm-hmm. reading the Bible... I've noticed how much of an impact it makes. And the reason why isn't because I've read the Bible all the time. It's because I've read it less. Okay. In this past month, because I've read it less, I have significantly been affected by it in a negative way. And that's gotcha. what that's how I, I I've really gotten that like reassurance because I've always known that hey read the Bible you know if you want to align yourself with them read the Bible pray all that stuff I've never been affected more in my life than now mm-hmm. because I haven't read as much yeah and that's scary because. There's some people, no, no, not some people, the majority of people, if we're being honest, don't even do that to start with. And that's no dirt. That's just a fact. Yeah. No, I, okay. I, I would agree with you there. Like, I, the only time I, I mean, it's, it's going to sound bad, but the only time I read the Bible is four sermons. Mm-hmm. When he gives us Bible, when Travis gives us Bible verses to read, or, or we're going into chapters or books to read, those are the only times I read it. Mm-hmm. And... It's great and all, don't get me wrong, but I feel like now that you bring up, there's more, I mean, there's more diving I could go into with it. Mm-hmm. There's, because when you listen to the sermon, it's not like Travis is specifying it towards you. Mm-hmm. Now, it does affect you. Yeah. But I feel like that more personal feeling when you read the Bible yourself and kind of break it down and, and read it and take it in, that's when you start realizing how big of an impact the Bible mm-hmm. has. And, I mean, I mean, now that you that, dude, I think I need to, I mean, just get a little bit more into the Bible itself, dude. Yeah, which the, this brings up around full circle, which what I'm about to ask is not in these questions what people have been trying to answer for decades and centuries. Mm-hmm. How do I, first of all, get motivated enough to start? Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. That first step is one of the most important. How do I get the motivation to start? Yeah. And then secondly, which is probably the hardest one, how, to, uh, how do I convert that 
into a want. Yes. I haven't gotten there yet, if we're being frank. I have not gotten to the point where I will always want to read the Bible. There are seasons that I do, mm-hmm. and there are seasons that I don't want to. Yeah. It, it's it's an up-and-down road that I've been on when it comes to the Bible. Yeah. So I know because of that I'm not there. If you can if you can start walking that road in my opinion I think that's going to be one of the biggest changes that in your life that that could, that could ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just to kind of cap that off i seriously for for people that are watching i would say really think about that throughout your week because everybody's at different stages of their lives Mm -hmm. but there still are things you don't know like you might know what your career is and you might know that you love it but that's not the only thing Mm -hmm. like you there are other hobbies or there are other things there are there are things you can do that you didn't know you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's not one thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to love one person. Yeah. And you're going to find a career that you're going to love. But then uh, after those two things, that I feel like there's only one thing for each of those, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's just my personal opinion. There's a variety of other stuff you still can try. That you didn't know you loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could love board games. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you love board games, then that's just something on top of what you do. That's just more opportunities uh, for you, Zach, for example, to yeah. bless someone or to have someone look up mm-hmm. to you on. Like, oh, I mean, if you love board games, be the best dang board game master you could be. Yeah. And who knows? People might find motivation in that. Yeah, and, and the reality is, the first board game I ever played, I didn't like. <laughs> and probably the first couple. That's funny, dude. When I first started, I hated it. But it eventually, I eventually got to the point where I am now. If you know me, I, I love board games. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't start that way. You are a board game guy. So... If I had one last thing to say, because I know we're, we're pretty much out of time. The last thing I would say is this. Stop asking the easy questions. Yeah. And start asking the hard questions. Stop avoiding the hard questions, if, dude. If you put on your list things like, oh, I'm excited to do this, or that's going to be easy. Just stop lying to yourself. Sorry. Stop, because that's not going to get you anywhere in life. It shouldn't be easy. And, and, and that's a little rough, because... I. I'm saying it because I've been there in the past few days where I've been really trying to dive into that. Mm-hmm. But it's like stop lying to yourself and get to the nitty-gritty of like what do I hate doing? What do I um, extremely disagree with? It could be Christianity. could be your belief in God. If you disagree with God and you're like I, I'm, not a, I'm not a believer because of this, <laughs> yeah. ask those questions. Why are you not? Press into that Yes, because those are the things that are going to get you somewhere. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, dude. I definitely agree with that, dude. And, I mean, it shouldn't be easy. And if you mm-hmm. I, if you love something, it's not hard work anymore. Or it's not hard for somebody. 
Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it won't start that way. Yeah. There's very few things I started that I didn't like in the beginning. Yeah. And I, that's just that grown passion for it. Mm-hmm. Is like you do it and you're like, all right, I kind of, this is tolerable. I could do this more. But as you go, that's when you should, like, that's why people shouldn't give up after the first try. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't give up after ice skating for the first time. Yeah. Because who knows? You could be an Olympic ice skater. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those, I mean, those questions, you just need to stop avoiding them. Mm-hmm. For me personally, you need to get into those. Yeah. And you need to really find out. I'm just kind of where you want to be. And if you're there, then what What else can I do? How else can I uh, do God's work? Or how else can I find other things that I love? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, those are just some things uh, for the week you, you guys should really just press into. Because I feel like even if you think you have things figured out, there's so much more out there that you could find out about yourself. I agree completely. So... I mean, I, I, I think it was a great convo we had right here. Mm-hmm. Really, really pressed into that. I, I encourage you guys that a lot. A great sermon, uh, Travis, if you're listening. I feel like you <laughs> killed it this, yeah, this week. Yeah, shout out. Um, but great convo, and we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, peace. Peace.